abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Hello. Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of Not Your Average Horror Show. How's it going today, Adrian? Um, not too bad. Just booked my train ticket to New York City, the Big Apple. Oh, nice. I saw you <laughs> fumbling around over there with something and struggling to get something done on your phone. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't processing properly or something. Your but, um, train. Train or bus? Uh, the train. A wise choice. Yeah, it ended up being weirdly um, a better deal. and I Amtrak, be... no less. Right, yeah. And that beats out Peter Pan and Greyhound? <laughs> well, Peter Pan was charging $8 in taxes and fees for their $10 ticket. So it ended up being an, uh, an $18 ticket. So okay. I was like, well, for $2 cheaper, I could just take a faster train option Yes. Without the stench of urine. Um, BO that has been marinating in the seats from the person before. Oh, that is so nasty. And it's, <laughs> you know, that stuff is never cleaned. So that's always just like mm, ongoing. Yes, yes. Because they're cloth seats too, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine all the sweat and stuff that yeah. just like resides in there that's never been cleaned. And it's been humid. It's been a long summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's cooled down. So you might not get much of it lately, but still mm-hmm. it remains from earlier in the summer. Yeah. From whoever's fat ass sat there. <laughs> And the other thing, too, about the train is that it's not going to drop you off in the middle of nowhere because sometimes these buses do that. Like they'll bring you to New York City and then they just like dump you somewhere. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right. Well, you've done it before, right? Uh, Yeah, I took um one of the Chinatown buses, which I don't think they've like switched out those buses since like 1990. <laughs> and they're basically oh, like Chinatown here yeah. to Chinatown yes. in New York. Is that I how think it works? So, yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. They don't just bring you to like. Uh, fifth avenue right no yeah they they drop you off in chinatown new york which i am not actually that familiar with new york so i really don't know yeah it's (laughs) not far from little italy i mean it's it's close enough to everything but still yeah enough far away to be an annoyance yeah i did take it the last time my friend was in new york and i got dropped off in chinatown and i didn't realize how far away it was from everything oh so you had the opposite experience that you well yeah like i was just like anything oh well it'll take me to new york surely i'll be able to like be there yeah it's a small town new york (laughs) that's small town new york there's no issues (laughs) no issues that will um come up yeah well adventure awaits i'll look forward to hearing all about it i mean or hopefully it'll just be a very uneventful, easy trip, which would be nice, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be? Well, <laughs> hey, a trip to New York, you never know what'll happen. True. <laughs> well, here we are halfway through the month of October. Then shamefully, uh, we haven't had any <laughs> other podcasts happen this month yet. We have been teasing it's... the uh, eventful October halloween stack of movies <laughs> it's been an embarrassment we did tightrope with <laughs> like all this great stuff to follow it and then we didn't do shit i will say though i mean i did have some stuff going on with work i was out of town i had to go to syracuse <laughs> syracuse which is a pretty decent sized city but really it's no more than just a big plattsburgh on steroids i think yeah, it's like have you been of, there? 
Um, <laughs> there's, there's no real like. I mean, if I was, I didn't remember. Right. I don't remember. Well, they have a big mall. They have that, but even that oh, doesn't really? look that that much of anything anymore. Does it have anything on the Crossgates Mall in Albany? No, I think at one time it did. It had six floors and a giant carousel in the middle of it. Oh wait, maybe I had been there then. Yeah. <laughs> the carousel is jogging my memory. That was the name of the mall. Now it's like oh, really? Destiny USA or something silly like that. That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's closing up inside. How sad. Yeah. Such is the way. So that was that one week. I think that was like the last week of September. And then into October, I had this sales thing that I had to like manage, you know, in town, which Ooh, took that up. you had to manage. Yeah. With your hotshot managerial position. Well, it's not as glamorous as it seems. <laughs> and so that took up most of the week. Um, but the last week, I don't know what the excuse was. Um, I guess we could have gotten done something. Maybe you were busy. I don't know. I don't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough about that. So, um, I saw Halloween kills for the first time a couple, wait, when was it? Maybe a week ago. And, um, I have to say, so this was like among the newer of the Halloween releases. And, um, because there's Halloween, which came out in 2018 and then this one which came out like in 2021 and then halloween ends which came out last year mm-hmm. they were all like done on a pretty decent budget with decent acting and they all um they did really well like even this one i think i just read that it did they made it for 20 million and it made like over 100 million at the box office mm-hmm. yeah 133 million so that's pretty good um and it wasn't something that like i was in any rush to see this one here and mm-hmm. then um i do remember seeing the the 2018 halloween and thinking you know it was pretty decent i thought it was all right mm-hmm. you know jamie lee curtis came back to do these and then you know her family starts getting involved like it becomes her family's problem like her daughter and granddaughter's problem with the michael myers chasing her like they're becoming like in the way of things mm-hmm. so he's going to get them inevitably mm-hmm. probably so, um, the way what they did at the end of that one was they trapped him down in the basement mm-hmm. of their house and they managed to like, I forget exactly how they did it in that one, but they just like kind of boarded up the doors or something before he could get out or they had a trap door for him mm-hmm. and he just kind of like landed down there. And the last thing you remember is he's, he's just like looking up. Mm-hmm. All you see is the mask looking up and all the flames coming up and that's it. And it's like, okay. That's yeah. pretty good, uh. It's a pretty good image. Yeah. It's like they got him that time. And so like what more could they do to bring him back? (laughs) And so you figure that's the end of it. Underestimate the creativity of uh, (laughs) franchise owners. Oh, yeah. And I will say it was pretty creative Mm -hmm. the way they brought him back. Actually, it wasn't so much creative, but it's just something that it's just like it's more simple. But how did I not even think that that could happen? So... Well, picture this. It's like they do trap him in the basement. And then the last image of the movie you actually see after his face, like in the flames, is them just driving away in the back of a pickup truck. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they've been through like this really, you know, all the shit in the movie, but they're so happy to escape and Mm -hmm. know that like that's the end of it. So, you know, could you see any way out of that if he's trapped in in the basement of a house? I mean, I certainly would not. I would probably give up if it were me. (laughs) Surrender myself to the flames. Yep. Well, you know, that's probably what he would have done. 
<laughs> but guess what happens when there's a flaming house near other houses? Oh, do things explode? No. I don't know. Somebody calls the fire department. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so the how, way how pedestrian how. <laughs> it's like a house is on fire okay that makes sense to call the fire department how realistic yeah it really was and then so see in this sequel of halloween kills it flashes back to them in the back of the truck driving away and they're all like you know patting each other on the back and suddenly you see all these fire trucks going towards <laughs> the house and suddenly jamie lee curtis is like oh, no they're gonna put the fire out <laughs> He's gonna get. He's going to escape, and I'm like, you know, just the simplicity of all that, and yeah. just like how nobody even, nobody's mind even went there. But yeah, of course, of like, course, that would happen in real life. <laughs> it's something that would happen in real life. <laughs> it wasn't something that was like far fetched in a mm-hmm. movie. I mean, well, obviously, the whole thing is far fetched. Just that he didn't get burned as it was. Yeah, he did. They show some like mask you know damage of, yeah. of fire and stuff but yeah some asshole just decides to do the right thing to put the fire out <laughs> not knowing there's a serial killer moral of the story <laughs> you see a fire <laughs> don't call the police department or not the police don't call the police department call the fire department but also don't call the fire department because there, there could, could be, be a, a serial killer that's been on the rampage for 40 years right yeah and he might need to get burned up down there but he's not mm-hmm. going to yeah so yeah i thought that was just really creative and it wasn't even really but it's just like something everybody always complains just like oh that's a movie like that would never happen but here it is something like say well that's a real life thing that actually would happen like the fire department and so when they get there it's it is quite an impressive scene i mean it's it's really um you know disturbing but when so you got like probably 15 first responders there Mm-hmm. And they've all got like their fire equipment gear. They've got like those um, axes. Mm-hmm. And then there's other stuff also. So you see you see them like go into the house with the fire hoses and stuff. And I think one of the firefighters drops through the floor, obviously because it's burned. So at that point, it's not even like the fire that's going to be a problem for him. It's Michael Myers. It's down there. And he just looks at him. And like the first thing he does, it just kill him i think that's how it happened from what i remember yeah and then somehow he crawls his way out of the basement through the flames and then you the hoses are just like really shooting away at the house and you see the water dripping off the roof now and he just emerges from outside of the front (laughs) door and just the image of him like between the flames and the water dripping down on top of him Mm -hmm. was a really really well done scene I have to say this movie impressed me because like you all you think about like the sequels that happened after three and then four and then five and so on. And they were just all so bad. They just got worse and worse. Mm -hmm. But this is one example, I think, of a reboot that did a really good job of it. You know, the minute he comes out of there, everybody's just looking around like in a panic and they they see him like immediately. So this one firefighter, he's like, what the hell? And he's got like this it's like a gas powered saw. So it's really powerful. And he's like, pulls the thing on that and it starts up and he like marches straight at him. And then Michael Myers just takes it and then like backs it onto the guy's own neck. <laughs> and then the guy's like, ah, you know, and then the, the blood's all over the place. And then he's just taking these axes and just like picking the guys up with them. And just, he kills the whole entire fire yeah. department that's there. So it was a weird thing. It's just like, I don't think that's ever been done before in a movie. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty 
effective. It was a great start. Pretty interesting. (laughs) So unfortunately, you don't know too much about this particular character. Like we did Halloween 4 before. Wait, is that the rat one? Oh, that's Friday the 13th with Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Michael Myers. That's the one I was talking about where I wanted that mask. Oh, right. And I also mentioned that like on a trip to Florida, I asked... Mm. Mom and Dad like to look for a Michael Myers mask for me. Oh, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. So that's that's pretty much like the background you know of 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 him. That is my whole entire background. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, you need to get like up to speed on these. (laughs) Apparently, I'm sure you've seen like on Halloween people like wearing the mask at least. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've got like recognizable imagery. Yeah, there's one of the action figures around here somewhere. But didn't I find that for you or something? A Michael Myers thing? Oh, I think... You've, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you found a pretty good one, actually. Yeah. About, like, a foot and a half tall. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it was one of those... I forget who makes it, but they used to have those, like, at Spencer Gift or... Right. One of the other places, and they're worth, like, $200 now. Oh. I did not know that. Well... I want it back. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> so, yeah... The characters they introduce in this movie, too, you never really know who's going to make it because just when you think somebody is going to be one of the main characters, they get killed. This seems to happen a lot. There's an, there was this black couple actually at a bar. And that whole scene turned pretty interesting also because it's more like um, it was like a variety show mm-hmm. they were doing at this bar, which is kind of strange. Mm. But they had somebody come up and he's one of the he's portraying an original cast member of the first movie mm-hmm. where he was just a boy and he's just retelling the history of like what happened that first halloween night mm-hmm. and in 1978 where michael myers just went crazy and killed like a whole bunch of people that first time around he was a survivor of that so that's pretty much this movie is doing it's kind of like i guess going back and skipping over all those sequels that happened mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s and 2000 sequels and just kind of like bringing it all into kind of like a, a 40 years later kind of thing. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was a pretty good tactic also. Um, Cause this guy, Tommy Doyle, mm-hmm. he was one of the kids that Jamie Lee Curtis babysat the night of mm-hmm. Halloween with Michael Myers. And she was trying to protect him and this other neighborhood girl, Lindsay. So, they were pretty much like iconic from the first movie, but this is like the first I've seen of a sequel bringing him back as an adult. Mm-hmm. Played by Anthony Michael Hall. Any clue who that is? Uh, it's one of those names where I'm like embarrassed to say that I don't know who it is. Oh, uh, well. It sounds like I should know who it is. Yeah, it was a bit before your time because he was like the dorky member of the Brat Pack of the 80s, including Emilio Estevez and judd nelson okay oh molly ringwald charlie sheen i know well yeah i know those too yeah yeah charlie sheen there was others also but um i can't think of them but yeah so he was with them breakfast club which guy was he in the breakfast club yeah uh the dorky one with the red hair ducky i think you might be thinking of a different movie is that pretty in pink maybe Wait, that's they all kind of blend together. I think John, but I think you're right. I don't even know how I know that. I just know that that name Ducky was from one of those other movies, either like (laughs) Sixteen 
candles. Well, it was Molly or... Ringwald, which is what made me think of it. Yeah. Okay. And it was one of those ones where that guy, I think, was trying to like get her interest, but she wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. Just like how every one of those teenage. 80s movies went like the girl always wanted like you know the guy was the asshole but then there was the one the friend <laughs> the one friend who was always there all along and at the end she realizes oh that's who i'm supposed to be with right yeah yeah something like that okay but breakfast club you never saw that huh oh i definitely did i okay. just like have nothing that comes to mind when i think of the dorky guy from the breakfast club um it's just an image of well Chucky. he was the one that started crying at the end uh, as don't you forget about me starts playing well he didn't cry at that point uh, but it was when you know how they were all just kind of like wanting not wanting to but they kind of became friends throughout mm. the course of the movie even though it all takes place in like two hours or no no, no it was actually a saturday i guess they were in detention for a whole saturday things happen fast when you're that age oh yeah they do actually but they were all very different people like, none of them would have talked to each other, like, in school. But then they started, like, you know, finding out they had more in common than they thought. And it became, like, more of, like, an us-against-them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so they... What a uh, what a classic film. Just what a... <laughs> is that Wait, sarcasm or... <laughs> no, no, it was a good movie. <laughs> I, I'm just talking as I'm trying to find an image of this man. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah, he does have a recognizable face. Right. So he was the one that started crying because, like, you know how I said they all started getting along? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like now they're becoming friends, but he's, like, the dorky guy, and, like, there's a popular girl, and, like, there's a jock and stuff. And so he's like, do you think that we'll still, like, when Monday, when Monday's here, will we all still be friends? This is, like, such a common theme. Like, in real life, too, <laughs> like, this, this happens, too, where people who wouldn't normally speak to each other, they're in a situation where they're all stuck together and they get along. Mm -hmm. But then the next day back at school, it's just like nothing ever happened. It just goes <laughs> right back to the way it was. He's like, and then she's like, well, if you want my honest opinion, like, no, I don't think we will be friends. <laughs> and then he's like, well, why not? She, he's like, if, if, you know, you pass by me and my friends, like, I'd say hi to you. She's like, well, you look up to us. <laughs> And he just flips out. He's like, fuck you. He was so pissed <laughs> off about it. So anyway, yeah, that was him. Again, very realistic. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I know who we are talking about. But he looks nothing like that, though. I didn't even recognize him whatsoever. He just uh, had like a very much. I look up the guy. In... From Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. All right. And I've actually seen him in in real life not too long ago at one of those monster cons. Mm. And he looked like he did. I don't know, kind of back the way he did when he was in the 80s. And um, <laughs> he reverted. <laughs> he reverted somehow, to his 80s evolution. Well, this is going back a couple of years. So he was a little bit younger, but still between then and now, it shouldn't have made uh, too much difference. I, I mean, he just looks like really different. He looks uh, like, oh. you know how like in a lot of these sci-fi movies, there's like the one guy who was like, the AI where he's like yeah. a robot. Right. He kind of looks like he would play one of those guys. Like he looks like. He Sulu? Look, <laughs> he doesn't look AI generated, but he looks like, oh, you know, an alien, which we were going to talk about. Yeah. The guy who was like uh, an ant. No, not an android. Is that the word where it's like. Yeah, they were androids. 
okay yeah where it's like it looks like a person but it's a robot yes he looks like he would be one of those yeah alien one and two had one of those mm-hmm. in both of them yeah Hmm. well okay well it's possible <laughs> but yeah no he doesn't look like that kid yeah right much different so um but anyway he it was um you know he kind of like after that like when they discover that michael myers is back and he's been in the loose he kind of like leads the charge on just banding the town together like in some kind of vigilante mob mm-hmm. and and going out and just like getting them and he convinces other people to do it and then in the midst of this like you know other people are like dropping dead all around them and um there's this interracial couple in this one house like an older interracial couple and they're like you know just going back and forth the banter they're like one of these remember i was saying before how it's just like some characters you expect to stay through the movie Mm -hmm. i imagine they would but nope (laughs) he went (laughs) right through and like dispatched both of them how disappointing um and then another black couple like they were with everybody in the bar and Mm -hmm. the lady went out to her car she thought michael myers in the back of her car but then just by some coincidence another another um mental institution person escapes Mm. and he's on the loose too okay but nobody knows for sure if he's violent or not Mm. and it turns out that he's not so that's good that kind of well in the end it wasn't good for him because he got mistaken for michael myers which became like a whole really weird scene too this is like going towards the end of the movie where um people are now in the hospital i guess in the haddonfield memorial hospital like which has appeared in other sequels they're kind of like staying put in there because they know he's there or actually wait a minute that's where laurie strode is so that's jamie lee curtis okay and ultimately that's michael's goal is to kill her and she she was kind of like a little bit of an afterthought in this movie she's not like really um appearing in much of it Mm -hmm. just every now and then they check in on her you know she's like in rough shape again because after what she went through in the previous movie Mm -hmm. so she gets dropped off at the hospital but she knows that Michael's on his way. So they have like a whole police force there. And then you see, just see other, all these random people are also there at the hospital, mm-hmm. like a whole crowd of them. And then, so the other, the other mental institution person comes back to the hospital and mm-hmm. he looks really weird and he's like bloody and stuff. You see people, you see from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So as he's coming up to the door, you see people just running away. They're like, they're like gasping and you don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. You assume maybe it's Michael Myers, but mm-hmm. from their reactions, it's like you can't really tell because they're not, they're uncertain, but they're not like panicked. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you realize like it's, it's the other guy. They show him and he's just like a real weird looking guy. He's like maybe five, two, but then. <laughs> That's why he's weird looking. Well, no, he's That's got That's why long... people were gasping because he was five, two. <laughs> well, if you saw his face. <laughs> yeah. Well. I say the height thing because now suddenly people are chasing him through the hospital thinking that's Michael Myers without his mask on. Oh. He's got this long hair and he's like overweight and he's like 5'2 and he's got like this. He's really. Michael Myers let himself go. Yeah. And isn't Michael Myers supposed to be like 6'4 or something? Exactly. So I see what you're saying. The whole thing became nonsense because now Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is just like trying to protect this guy somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she's she's has him behind a door. She locks the door. She tells him to run. 
So the guy does. And then you see like this just whole mob of people trying to break through the door, which she's standing in front of. She's like, no, no. But it becomes something, I don't know. I didn't care for this part of the movie because I felt like they were trying to make some kind of statement like of, I don't know, mistaken identity. I didn't really get it, you know, but it was just like, they're trying to prove that the crowd's lost control. Maybe it was like an anti-vigilanteism type of <laughs> statement. <laughs> Because you got the wrong, they got the wrong guy. Because <laughs> eventually, what happens is like they break through this door, and then the guy just jumps out a window. Yeah, because he feels like he's got you know no option. He's going to get like attacked by the mob, or he's just going to jump. So then, like he's on the ground, and then like he's just like all twisted up and stuff. And they're like, "So was that him? Was that him?" <laughs> and then, and then you know the Tommy Doyle guy comes in. He's like, uh, "That's not him." <laughs> And then, or wait, no, was it Jamie Lee Curtis that came out and said that's not him? And Tommy's like, well, how do we know? We've never seen him without his mask on. But meanwhile, the guy's like 5'2", and he's just like <laughs> running around in a panic. Michael Myers is like 6'4", and he's, you know, he looks much more intimidating than that. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, kind of a whole strange sequence in the hospital. But aside from that, I thought it was pretty well done. There were these... Um, gay guys that bought the uh michael myers house mm-hmm. which i don't know why they would have done that because like that's been nothing but um nothing but trouble so, trouble yes because he keeps <laughs> going back to it all the time and hanging out there <laughs> whenever he gets a chance that uh that real estate <laughs> agent needs a definite phrase what's bonus. funny it's funny because they knew they knew that like that's who lived there before I guess they must have gotten a good deal on it because <laughs> yeah. these kids came by and played a prank on them, mm-hmm. you know, pretending like they had received a candy bar with a rusty razor blade from one of the guys. <laughs> and then one of their friends is like laying on the sidewalk and their mouth's all bloody. And there was like vomit all over the place. Oh, God. Like, you got to come out and see this. Like, we got this from your house and this one of our friends is in trouble. And the whole thing was a trick. <laughs> it was just a prank. <laughs> And the guy's like, one of the guys is like, you know whose house that used to be? That was Michael Myers. And if he's around now, he's going to stab you to death. and He's going to cut your guy's heads off. (laughs) Then they ran away. But a little later in the movie, though, they are like, they're watching a movie or something. And then they sure enough, like Michael Myers does come in the house. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. Of course, you can figure like all he's going to do is just like kill who's, who's ever in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. I mean, they were pretty cool, though. It's just like some of the things they would say and just like, you know, they were playing these records, like these Halloween records. and They were getting high and stuff. <laughs> one was called Little John and one was called Big John. <laughs> and then when they know Michael Myers is in there. Big John's like, I got this knife. And it's just like a little a little knife that you would see on a on a pepperoni tray with cheese and crackers charcuterie <laughs> yes board. that's what i'm looking for <laughs> a charcuterie knife yeah that's all it is <laughs> and then the other guy little john he's like okay i got this knife and it's like a gigantic butcher knife you know that <laughs> more, more like what michael myers would use so they're going through the house separately um but of course like it ends up like he doesn't take him long he finds one of them and kills that guy and then he kills the other tall guy also and then it comes back to that house later on and it shows a picture of them like in this scene where like one's 
sitting like in a field somewhere and the other has his head in the other guy's lap. <laughs> Not face down, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but it's like one of those scenes you see like where a heterosexual couple might make a picture right, like this too right 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 you know just like in a field it's all pleasant so you see that in a shelf but then right below that michael myers has positioned their bodies in that same scene <laughs> except now they're dead and bloody <laughs> and it's really weird that he would even think to do that like michael myers like manipulating two corpses of like a gay couple <laughs> like, into the same picture that he sees right there oh, sentimental maybe <laughs> he's like maybe i shouldn't have done that <laughs> So, yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Now, I'm trying to think how exactly do. Oh, yeah. So eventually, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the movie does trick him somehow. He, it's just him and her in a house somewhere. It's amazing how fast I forget these movies. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm like retracing them correctly. But yeah, so she somehow pulls his mask off and you don't really see him um you kind of do mm-hmm. you can see he's kind of like balding on top which is interesting oh yeah that's another realistic yeah <laughs> exactly his receding hairline very realistic <laughs> well from the back i think he had the hair <laughs> so um she grabs the mask and then she runs outside with it and then he follows her and then suddenly like there's the vigilante mob and then there's like the Tommy Doyle guy. She's like, gotcha. <laughs> and then they all like descend on him and they're like beating him and they're like stabbing him. And like somebody's got a gun and like I think he's shooting them too and like everything. And then it flashes to Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital and she's like, he's just never going to go away. He's <laughs> just always going to be. She's like, nothing is going to like stop him because you feel like this mob has got it under control now. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, brute force is never going to stop him. And, like, you see him laying on the ground, like, all, like, he's been beat up. And all of a sudden, he just, like, grabs somebody's leg and, like, twists an ankle and gets up and just starts one by one going through the whole vigilante mob and killing all of them. Damn. So that was basically the end of the movie. But obviously, they set it up for a sequel, which did happen last year. Halloween oh, ends. Okay. Did you see that one? No. I um hadn't seen that one. All I saw was like the 2018 one and then this one. So I still have yet to see that one. Wow. So I've got like a All whole. Right. Yeah. Yep. We can do that one next year. Next Halloween. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes around. It takes for us to get around to the next podcast. And then <laughs> maybe that'll be our year. next next one next year. <laughs> we'll be at a schedule of one a year now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some podcasts do that some of them will only like do one thing a year one thing really yeah there's one i've actually never listened to it and i kind of want to but every year um they get together and they watch uh paul blart mall cop 2 oh really giving and they talk about it that every year that's the same thing they talk about yeah oh that's so strange <laughs> and it's called till death do us blart and we this is a. Uh, not sponsored or whatever. You know, I have heard of that somehow. <laughs> but how how do they get an audience, though? I mean, I think a lot of them are, like, from other podcasts. Okay. Like, oh, that's that makes how sense. I learned about okay. it. And yeah. I am, like, a fan of, like... 
Yeah, they must have been connected. If it was like you and me doing something like that, like not one person <laughs> in the would, world would know about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> not to knock our highly dedicated audience. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know. <laughs> but that's funny, though. I have heard of that. So, right, okay. So it must be like some people who are already pretty high profile and they put that out there. Yeah. And other people have that on their radar to, yeah. to listen to. Well, when we get big enough, we can uh, take the easy way and just do uh, Halloween movies once a year. Yeah. We do something <laughs> once a year. We can talk about Halloween two every year or something else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Silver bullet. Yes. There's a, a hint at what to look forward to next week. Well, that's also the answer. It's beyond a hint. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the hint, the answer. So that was Halloween Kills. I would have to say I was impressed. So yes, if this is one of those ones you were thinking might just be like another bad reboot or remake or sequel, I would encourage you to go and see it because it's a little more creative than you might have thought. So thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you again next Wednesday. There's still like there's still some time left this month. We got like uh, this week, and I'm going to squeeze. So even though the last day of the month is on a Tuesday, I'm going to try and squeeze it in, and that's Halloween Day to have it released on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. All right. Well. Or you know, I mean, actually doing it instead of not at all. There's we got our too. work cut out for us then. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. right. All right. See you later.